season goes down the fucking drain Stephen Mads has no heart no guts or no brain <sighs> the Mets were cooked you know they, they had a long shot to make the playoffs but when Stephen Mads came in in his first start back laid that just just grand glorious egg on uh, Friday night. You know, uh it, his ERA is over nine. Yeah, it ha- it's been a really a nightmare season for Steven Matz and you gotta wonder where his career goes from here. Yeah, they, they uh, I don't want to see him back next year. I'm done with Steven Matz. It's his uh his last year of arbitration. Yeah, well, the Mets should tell him uh, he'd, uh, he'd be lucky. It, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they not tender him as bad as he's been. That's what um, Mike Puma actually said. He said this could be Steven Matz's last home game in a Mets uniform because they might non-tender him. Yeah, and uh, what did he do? Give up a home run. <laughs> It'd be a two-run game right now. I mean, that ball was hit to fucking Mars. Yeah, it's just he's really fell off a cliff this year. And what's more annoying is that they let Wheeler go, and then they have Syndergaard and Mats after DeGrom, and neither of them are worthy of an extension at this point. Well, Syndergaard's got the, uh, the, 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 the Tommy John, so that's a little different. Yeah, but even like last year, Syndergaard finally, you know, pitched a full season for the first time in three years, and and he was so inconsistent last year. Uh, you know, with the uh, the changes that's going to be out this offseason, I don't know if I want Jeremy Hefner back next year. Well, there's no guarantee that he comes back. Uh, Steven Matz is going to clean house from the you know the front office and uh, bring in some baseball people, thank God, and you know they mm-hmm. might want their own coaching staff. You mean no more, uh, no more fucking uh, agents as, as general managers. <sighs> no more friends of the owners. Um, Steve Cohen's right hand man and his lieutenant. Um, I think I believe his name is Andrew Cohen. They're not related though. Um, he's not bringing him on to help him run the team because he wants baseball people in there. And it's like, wow! Imagine if Jeffy Boy took that uh, approach. And the Tampa Bay Rays just clinched the AL East on. At City Field, um, the Mets now they cannot finish 500 this season. They did not. They failed to record a 500 record in a 60 game season, and were a major disappointment. Their playoff hopes are pretty much done. Uh, they've been done. Yeah, of you course. know, you know, they're, 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 I think there's at least 10 games at one point this year. That they could have, uh, that they should have won. That's true, but their pitching staff's been a nightmare. And, and, it's, pro- and, it's pro- and in a sixty-game season, that's that, that's that, that's like a thirty games in a normal season. Yeah, well, Frank, their pitching staff will probably still be a problem next year because Brody got rid of all the depth. 
No, didn't he say? Didn't he say we had the deepest pitching staff in baseball? Yeah, I got no problem. He see the Lugo should be going back to the bullpen next year, but you have Degrom, you have David Peterson, and then you have three open spots because Stephen Matz's career is in shambles. Syndergaard's not going to be ready probably till May, maybe June. Um, Colome is not, you know, didn't really show anything that he deserves a spot. They got rid of Kevin Smith. They got rid of uh, Villanueva. Yeah, they get. Yeah, of course. Then Valenes was the the pitcher in the deal for. Was it for Torino's or Miguel Castro? Uh, no, no, it was for Torino. No, it was for Torino's. Torino's and his one fifteen batting average, who they're gonna have to pay a million and a half to go away this off season. Yeah, it's, he, it's, he, it's he all, he, all this all the all the all he did this year was make stupid trades. Stupid trades. Purely Frank, stupid trades. This is the this is the twelfth time in fourteen years the Mets have missed the postseason. They've only had three winning seasons. Three uh, winning seasons since two thousand nine. Yeah, and last year was one of them where they came up short. Well, that shit's got to end now. Yeah, well, that's like it. Just really, it's got to excite you hearing that Sandy Alderson's going to come back as an advisor, and yeah, as help. long as it's just an advisor, he that 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 man, uh, that, that he doesn't believe in in, in spending. <laughs> well, that he, Frank, look at the owners he worked under. He's someone who's had success without having to spend. Imagine, you know, what he'd be able to to do if he had the the uh, funds from the owners. He'll have that, and the thing is. You gotta just love though about them bringing in, wanting to bring in baseball people. I now now I've heard that Cohen's got a lot of like uh, pie in the sky ideas for the GM. Do tell. Trying to lure away Cashman or uh, Epstein from the Cubs. Oh, I did hear that. I I, I would want Theo. I don't think Cashman's leaving the Yankees, but Theo. Theo no, I don't think he is. The Cubs aren't really uh, – I mean, the Cubs are like a win-now team, but they're not really necessarily the most attractive team long-term. Now, uh, listen, listen, listen to this. Uh, the Mets just sent me an email. Season tickets next year? No, I already did that. Thank you for your support of the Mets fan cutout program. Your creativity and passion brought excitement to City Field during a truly unprecedented – Horrible, god awful fucking season. We suck. <laughs> we would uh, like to give you the opportunity to take home a piece of history and pick up your cutout. If you would like to claim your cutout, please click the button below and reserve your time slot between uh, 11:59 uh, by 11:59 on September 27th. If we do not receive your uh, the response, your cutouts will be thrown in the garbage can. Cutouts may be picked up. But they will not be shipped. Cutouts may be damaged, dirty, due to wear and tear and exposure to the elements. And it says, claim your cutout. And it says, <clears throat> fan cutouts will be, uh, pickups will be held at City Field on October 16th, 17th, and 18th. Reserve your time slot by slicking the time by 11.59 on September 27th. Cutouts will only be available for pickup at designated Dates and times, 
you can choose your own your one time slot. Only uh, your first response will be recorded. Please take a screenshot of the confirmation screen. Of course, the Mets don't even know how to fucking send a real confirmation screen. <laughs> <laughs> and they will assist you where you arrive at the ballpark. Select an available time slot, and it has all the different available time slots. So, if I want my time slot, I have to go and try to uh, help get someone helping me pick up the time slot. To get my cutout. Are you gonna go? I don't know. I, I need someone help. I need uh, I need someone to help me get it. I'm not gonna drive to New York to get it. Uh, I, maybe I could do an Uber to get it. I mean, uh, if someone wants to come help me uh, and wants my cutout, I'll give it to them. What day are you gonna go? Uh, I don't know. It's the seventeenth, uh, eighteenth, and nineteenth of October. So uh, let me see. Uh, when is that? Uh, well, that's a weekend, uh, or what? The seventeenth, eighteenth, or Saturday and Sunday. I could go one of those days, I guess. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, <laughs> maybe I could go with you, or maybe maybe uh, Kurt or uh, one of the other. Yeah, we're gonna have to try to see that. Uh, Tanks crew. Yeah, we're gonna try. To, I think that would be great content getting the cutout. Yeah, and you know, knowing you, Frank, and your luck in the Mets, uh, I'm sure it won't be the smoothest transaction. No, it won't. Could you imagine me trying to get on the seven train with that thing? <laughs> yeah, you should, you should try doing it. You should try taking public transportation with it. <laughs> Well, Frank, uh, Trevor Bauer pretty much stepped up and took the NL Cy Young tonight. What did he do? Eight innings on short rest, eight innings, one run against the Brewers, 12 strikeouts. And now he leads the league in ERA. Nope. The NL. Imagine him and DeGrom pitching in the same rotation next year. Let's get the checkbook open. Yeah. I think, honestly, as much as Real Muto needs to be a Met, I think Trevor Bauer is almost as equally as important given where this pitching staff is at. Oh right now. god, oh the Mets need a catcher. I don't want I don't want to suffer another season of no of just dreadful catchers. <laughs> Nito was actually coming around offensively this year until he got COVID. He's yeah. a good back he's a competent backup. He's become a competent backup. He is a backup. He yeah. is a backup. That's they what need, he is. They need real Muto. No more Michael Waka, no more Porcello. I mean, maybe they'll bring back Porcello next year, but they because they're so desperate for starting pitching. Like, who's in the rotation next year? It's DeGrom, Peterson. Like, I wonder if they keep Lugo in there. Then Probably you're... Lugo. They, they, they can't keep going back and forth on Lugo. He's a better closer, though. He's a better reliever. Uh, you know. He's more consistent as a reliever and more dominating as a reliever. He's kind of up and down as a starter. He's a little average. His velocity's down as a starter. I mean, it's 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 they 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 whatever they decide, they can't go back on anymore. No more half-ass baseball. That's the one thing I want from uh, from Stephen Cohen. No more half-ass. Yeah, I believe we'll get that, Frank. 
I mean, it's been nothing but half-ass baseball. Half-ass. Nothing but half-ass. Always doing it halfway and fucking things up. (laughs) Well, Frank... Speaking of fuck-ups, Michael Conforto finally said what we've been saying for the entire season of how much the Mets missed having Chili Davis in person in the dugout. I think that's the number one reason why P. Lonzo had such a god-awful year. Well, yeah, it's pretty obvious, and McNeil was having a bad year until Mazika. Did you you hear uh, Keith Hernandez's lame excuse? What was it? Oh, that there was no fans. Yeah, that's the reason that Conforto that uh, that Alonzo couldn't get it going. Yeah, that no, that is a lame excuse. He just was he swung under everything this year. I mean, he would have like every like every like ten games he have that one good game, and then then he'll go in another two for thirty slump. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he had a big game last night, and then tonight he struck out three times. And yeah, well, did. I I said it yesterday on my vlog. He had a big game that he'll go 0 for 15 the rest of the way. Yeah, well, coming into last night, he was like 2 for 34. Yeah. So that's – he's been – Frank, he's been in sync with the Mets this season, though, because they'd look good for one or two games, and then they'd go right yeah, back. I, I, said he's, I said that myself. I said that. I said that on my vlog once. That he's been – he's big the symbol of the Mets this year. Yeah, they're on the same cycle. <sighs> they got some good players to build around, but – you know, maybe they should try and trade Rosario this offseason. I definitely trade Rosario. They need a center fielder, that's for sure. Conforto pretty much has earned an extension. So, what? Conforto, um, Bauer, Real Muto. But they also, yeah, they need a center fielder. I don't know, maybe George Springer, but I, I mean, they're not going to get all three of those guys. <laughs> He's got the money. He's definitely got the money, but I just don't see it. I don't see that happening. I don't understand why Brandon Nimble's not a good center fielder. He's a really bad center fielder. He's probably like one of the worst. He's one of the worst in the league. I, I don't understand why that is. And there, there, there's another one, another uh, fantastic trade, Jake Morezek. Oh, for Blake Taylor, who could have been a big piece of their bullpen this year. I, I, I mean, did. did all, 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 all Brody did, would, and it was almost like the other GMs knew how green he was, how bad he was, and just took advantage of it. Of course. But, Frank, like, think of this. Like, I honestly am worried that Steve, I mean, um, Brody has caused damage to this team in the long term that can't be fixed right away with money. Oh, it's going to take a while, because dude. The, 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 he he really sent the team back five years. Yeah, he got rid of all of their pitching depth in the mind. If there was, if there, if if Steve Cohn was not coming on, this team was the the this, this the Mets would be in deep shit. Yeah, totally, they would be, they would be, but they still might not even be out of it unless he spends big and gets gets all their, you know, everyone on their wish list next year. No, well, they did so. did. He the, 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 and uh, and Brody's the one that put them in that situation. They need an impact bat. 
who uh, they need better defense, but they need to impact bat, and they need they need to hit with runners in scoring position next year. Pete needs to bounce back next year. And if sure. Chili Davis can't be in the dugout next year, then he needs to be fired. Oh no, there's no way. There's no way he can sit out another year. There's no way. That's bullshit. What he did. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was just like contagious. Like the, they lead the league in OPS this offense, but the the lack of hitting with runners in scoring position was was a nightmare this year. That's also what did them in. They they had the Mets had the stats of a team that could have won thirty five games. Yeah, I mean, or at least finished five hundred. But. Really, the pitching staff, though, Frank, was just terrible. I mean, managing was terrible, too. Managing was not good. Um, they're pretty much the rumors were flying out, the, flying out this week, basically saying, like, there's no shot Brody's coming back. Thank God. Yeah, but, they, 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 I, I think the writing is on the wall. So do you think Rojas shouldn't come back? I wouldn't bring him back. I don't think he's really earned to come back, but I think I think maybe you know give him another year and you'll see if he you know he if he's yeah. he he has the right for another a second chance, but I think the uh, I think it's to the point where the GM needs to make that decision. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the GM might come in, the owner and the GM might come in and you know want a different guy. I mean, look at this Walker. I mean, just too many fucking home runs. Too many gopher balls. Too many walks, too. Way too many walks. But we, yeah, we got to try to set that up. Maybe we set it up on the uh, the on the podcast for the podcast. Someone to get, someone to go with and help me fill and help me uh, retrieve my cutout. Yeah. No, I think that would be great content. We should. And then I got to figure out what to do with the cutout. <laughs> well, obviously, put it in your apartment. Well, for now, yeah. Yeah, it should be in the background of uh, the podcast every week at your desk. And, uh, well, yeah, and then I could get better. Then I could uh, try to move around Brie Larson and that kid because I feel this is as my work computer. Am I, and now they're starting, I might have to start bringing files home so I can have the files. So the, 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 the filing cabinets of all the, uh, the court documents. Oh, God. That they want you to to bring home your files. Well, they keep asking me for for stuff that that are only in files. <laughs> My God, how's the uh, courthouse going, Frank? It sucks. <laughs> Hopefully, the law clerk when he gets back from his two week. Oh my God, I'm gonna fail the bar exam. Vacation <laughs> finally gets gets on board. God, you know, uh, you know what did he do all summer? Why didn't he study for the bar exam during the summer? Yeah, was he not? This was before he was working with you. Yep, they changed the board. They the law clerk term is only one year. Oh, and it goes September to August, and he has to take the bar exam uh, like in a couple of weeks. So he's studying for the bar exam. So you have to be, do you have to be like a law clerk for a year? No. Just it's a lot, it's common though for people taking the bar? Uh, anyone that uh, can uh, 
show that they were a law clerk for a superior court judge, it's an it's a great uh, resume enhancer. Uh, I see. Yeah, so it's it's definitely something that a lot of lawyers do. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, do you know uh, that judge who had uh, her son murdered? Yeah. She was a law clerk uh, at this at the courthouse I work at like 30 years ago. Jeez. Yeah, wait, what? Did they ever find out what the hell that was about? Uh, guy that just like a total fucking nutcase did it. But it was, it was for revenge, right? Didn't he lock? Did she lock him up or something? She made like a ruling against him. That's crazy. I actually know her husband. How, how do you know him? Came in, represented somebody before the judge. That he uh, was uh, represented somebody, got him into like PTI or something like that. Uh huh. Frank, um, I want to shift topics with you. We have a lot of stuff to talk about with the NFL. And let's start off by, of course, honoring the great Gail Sayers who passed away today at the age of 77. What is it? Give me six inches and a uh, and a uh... six inches of daylight. That's all I need. Yep. And he blew out his knee before there was like surgery, or you know, they really knew how to repair it, and he, he wound up coming back strong. And uh, which one called Brian Piccolo is the one that really helped him get back. And then, yep. Of course, you know uh, the whole Brian song story. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about that with my dad like an hour ago. Brian's song is like, just like you know, like the yeah, the, the the top ten list of movies that it's okay for men to cry and watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely right up at the top. And of Brian's list. song is like one of them. Yeah, of course. I mean, and the story of Brian's song is, I mean, especially in the late sixties was amazing. That you know, they talk about race issues today. I mean, racist views back then uh, pale in comparison. I mean, they talk about semantic racism today. I mean, it was open racism back then. Open racism. Yeah, of course. And for George Hallis to team a, uh, to put a a black man and a white man together on the road together on it, as roommates was unheard of, and that they, they became best friends, and and the whole story of their their friendship, it just just it was it really was like a, a generational type of thing, and and the way that Piccolo died, I mean, I mean Piccolo was nothing; he wasn't a really good player, and the Bears retired his number; they named awards after him. Yeah. Well, Frankie, you said that about the you know the black guy and a white guy uh, on the bus together and rooming together in camp. Uh, that's that's where uh, they got it for. That's what where Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers and inspired. Remember the Titans with Wood Harris and uh, the guy who played Gary Bertier. You know, rooming together and be, becoming best friends. I think I'm pretty sure that's what that's what inspired them was was Sayers and Piccolo. I mean. It was just one of those things, and and, and boy, it, it, this year's been just brutal. Yeah, Tom Seaver, Gail Sayers, Lou Brock, Al Kaline. Yep, 
Don Shula. Yeah, damn. I mean, I mean, Don Shula, I mean, 90 years old, I guess that's a little different. Travis Zebra had dementia, so. I mean, so many, just so many big names. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, uh, you know, in the current day NFL, no preseason this year. Now everyone's dropping like flies with the major injuries. Gee, what a shock. Like, they need to do at least two games. Look, Saquon Barkley, of course, you know. He now, a- Saquon Barkley's different. That would happen at, that would happen on anything. Yeah, but the thing is, Frank, like, Saquon had six yards of 15 carries against the Steelers. He has four carries for 28 yards to start the game against the Bears, and on the fourth carry, he blows out his knee. After a year where he was not himself because of high ankle sprain. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think the NFL needs to mandate, and I never thought I would say this, they need to mandate that, that artificial turf that everyone uses, that soft ground. Yeah. I mean... You know, 30 years ago, artificial turf was green concrete. Yeah, veteran stadium. Now it's just, this with all these, like, uh, look at the field. Look at the, look how good the field in uh, Los Angeles looked. Yeah, it did look good. Uh, I mean, most of these t- stadiums now have artificial turf. Uh, they have a natural surface at, uh, at uh, Shoulder Field, and that ground is hard. I'm pretty sure they use the same turf as MetLife. Who? Soldier Field. I think, no. I, th- I think they have the same. I thought they did. No. Soldier Field is natural grass. Ah, okay. It's a nat- Soldier Field is one of these things that has a natural surface. Well, I'm surprised that, you know, Saquon blew out his knee on that. Well, no, he, it wasn't a non-conscious injury. He, he got thrown down hard. He landed on his knee. I think when he planted, though, I think he blew it out when he planted. Because he was running hard and he was, you know, absorbing. And he contact. hurt his elbow just like a couple of plays before that. No, he hurt. He he got his. He got taken out low by Kyle Fuller, and uh, he had an ankle injury. And I thought he was going to be hurt, and I said, "Oh boy, he got up slow." And then two plays later, he had a he had a hard run for a first down, and that's when he blew it out. But it's like too bad. It's like imagine if he came out. Well, the, Gi- the, the uh, Giants, the Giants' offensive line has been atrocious so far this year. So they've been bad. They got their the whole team got their asses kicked in the first half. They didn't even show up. But second half, honestly, I have to say it was a big improvement. The line even improved a lot, and they wore down the Bears' front. Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn did not do anything in the second half. The Giants' offensive line were – they're better conditioned. The, the Giants were better conditioned. Bears, yeah, the, yeah, the Bears were sucking wind. Bears were sucking wind. Giants almost came back. Giants, though, and I'm already tired of Jason Garrett calling plays. Like, the Giants do not – they need to score 20 points or more every week. Their defense has done enough. They cannot. They haven't scored more than sixteen points. Well, I, I think I think they have a, a chance to win this week because uh, of uh, the 49ers just are are more banged up than the Giants. They have, yeah, they have to. Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. Raheem Mostert's not playing. Uh, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas both tore their ACLs, and D Ford's not playing, and Richard Sherman's not playing. Yeah, I I think the Giants have a good chance to win that game. The Giants are without Sterling Shepard, and they're without Saquon, of course, for the rest of the year. They're without Sterling Shepard for the next yeah, few yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything else in this, this motherfucking year, it's going to be a mess. You know what, though, Frank? And Sterling Shepard's always hurt, by the way. But you know what? Um, Evan Ingram, when Shepard got hurt last game and came out, 
Evan Ingram moved to the slot and looked really good. And their line was much better because they did not have him as a liability blocking at the end of the line. He needs to stay in that slot. Um, but like I said, everything, everything this year has been a total mess. And why, why, why should the NFL be the same? I mean, uh, the college football schedule has been bizarre. Yeah, and now Notre Dame got uh, their game COVID. postponed. Yeah, because they all got COVID. They, they won 52 to nothing with COVID. Yeah, now now they're not playing this week. So and South Florida is going to take a uh, week off now too. Yeah, yeah, they have to. They got their asses kicked. But um, yeah, I mean, and, I and mean, that, uh, the, I mean, the college football this year has not been good. College, no, it has. There hasn't been one good game. I mean. <laughs> I'm happy with how Notre Dame has played so far, but now they're off. So what the fuck am I going to watch? The, 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 be watching for them. When are they going to make up that game? Uh, December. December. Um, yeah, college football has really kind of been boring. It's obviously nice that it's back, but there hasn't been like a big marquee matchup yet. Um, the NFL has been fining their coaches left and right hundreds of thousands of, do- of dollars for not wearing their masks on the sideline. Gruden and um, uh, Gruden and Sean Payton were not wearing it the entire time on Monday night. Uh, I'm surprised Bill slapped. Belichick. I'm surprised Bill Belichick wore his mask. Yeah, me too. Me too. But the the fines are ridiculous. Oh no! Uh, well, uh, uh, as a uh, Bill Belichick's fan uh, of uh, fashion consultant. I gotta say that uh, he should uh, stick to the neck gaiter if he wants to wear a mask. <laughs> Did you see any of that? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about the finish in that game, uh, Patriots and Seahawks on Sunday night. What was that play call? I think it was Cam Newton thinking he could uh, get any ball into the end zone he wanted. But at that point, it was just so predictable. And the formation that they were in, the motion and everything, and you knew he was going to run a quarterback draw. And he was throwing the ball great all night. So, like, just do a play action. Do something. Well, how about the, uh, the, the, the Pete Carroll not learning? On third and one, with a minute uh, 55 left, instead of uh, trying to uh, take time off the clock and forced the Patriots to use their final timeout, he decided to uh, throw the ball 50 yards down the field. Yeah, that was a stupid call. There's all these crazy finishes with those two teams. Patriots are going to be a lot better than everyone thought, Frank. I don't know if they're going to last. Well, it depends. I mean, if, if if Cam's body holds up, but they're having him pass a lot more. And he's throwing the ball real well. Because that's the thing with the uh, with Cam Newton. Cam Newton, when he's healthy, he's good. But all he has to do is take a couple of hits, and all of a sudden, yeah, we're talking Jared Stittman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, did you did you watch the uh, Monday night game with the Raiders and the Saints? Oh uh, yeah, that was awesome, and I, I really like. I'm very impressed with the Raiders. 
I took the Raiders in the money line and won that one. Wow, Frank, I guess you're not as much of a mush as advertised. I took the money. I took the money line. That's crazy. That's ballsy too, because the Saints were looking like the best team in the league a week ago. And uh, I just, I just had a feeling the Raiders, no matter what, even if there was no fans in the sand, were not going to lose the first game in Las Vegas. You know the um, Gruden and Mayock are looking like geniuses now, with how good of drafts, how, what good of drafts they've had together. And like, it's honestly not a surprise because they're like two of the best draft evaluators and player of Amari Cooper is highly overrated. They traded Amari Cooper and they traded Khalil Mack and they're looking like geniuses now. Now Mack might have was was not a good trade. I I I don't think that was a good trade. But But the thing is Mack hasn't been as good since last year he had a down year. He's like eh so 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 far this year. But the Raiders got four very good players and young controllable players in that trade and, and now they're looking real good. Their fourth-round pick last year, Max Crosby from Eastern Michigan, had ten sacks. I mean, they're 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 definitely a team on the rise. Yeah, that's you what I'm know, saying. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's wild to say this right now, but the two best divisions in the NFL might be the uh, AFC West and the NFC West. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say right now. The AFC West is shaping up. Remember the years too, like in the late two thousands, the Chargers used to win the AFC West every year, and no one else was ever competitive. And now it's like AFC West is like fast forward ten years, and they're. I mean, I mean the Bronco, the Broncos are going to just get their asses kicked all year. Well, Drew Locke's out now, so. Yeah, they're just going to get their asses kicked all year. And and Cortland's, I mean Von Miller's out for the year, and Cortland Sutton tore his ACL too. Yeah, and, and yeah, they, 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 the Broncos are just just, which means uh, John Elway might be firing people. John Elway is no one but himself to blame. John, John Elway. John Elway has been just uh, impulsive and uh, and just impatient with, the, many, with the, since he's been to GM, and it's not and it's not helping. How many quarterbacks has he whiffed on? Quarterback carousel. Ever since uh, Peyton Manning, I mean, Drew Locke looks like he has some potential. Yep, but now he's hurt. So, and uh, of course, Max Kellerman's. Uh, is like uh, throwing a hissy fit that he uh, <laughs> signed Blake Bortles and not uh, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, of course. Every time a quarterback gets a marginal quarterback gets signed, he bitches about that. There is no way that John Elway would work with uh, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick hasn't played in four years. And and John Elway would not would not put up with uh, Colin Kaepernick. Speaking of quarterbacks, Frank, did you see the whole Tyrod Taylor mess? <laughs> what the hell? If you're feeling just a little sick, say some cash called Dr. Nick. <laughs> yeah, Doctor. who knew Dr. Nick was the Chargers uh, team position now? <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is legitimate where he could sue the fucking team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how he couldn't sue them. I mean, Justin Herbert played well in his uh, first uh, game. Uh, they uh, they, they uh, gave the Chiefs all they could handle. Yeah, I mean, they really were very close to winning that game. J- Justin Herbert did look good. Uh, they're going to win this week, I think. Who are they playing? 
the Panthers. Yeah, do you see like why no one would give or should have given Teddy Bridgewater big money? He has a rag arm for an NFL quarterback. You are going down. Can't win the game. You're gonna lose, and it's gonna be quite a shame. He's not that good. In fact, he sucks. It's like Teddy Bridgewater is not a franchise quarterback at all. And you know what? That is just fine for Carolina Panther fans. I mean, now Christian McCaffrey is the high ankle sprain. You want to talk a team that would that would love to tank? You think the Panthers? Panthers? Well, yeah. Imagine they had McCaffrey and Trevor Lawrence next year. That'd be awesome. You realize that the uh, Carolina Panthers are the are not the North Carolina Panthers. They're the Charlotte. They're not the Charlotte Panthers. They're the Carolina Panthers. If you ever look at their logo, it's the states of North Carolina and South Carolina combined to form a panther panther head. Oh, I did not know that. Here's something else you may not know. Where did the Panthers play their first season? Mm, Columbia, South Carolina. Where? Clemson. Fuck, I was going to say that. They played their home games because the stadium in Charlotte wasn't ready for 1995. They played their home games in Clemson. Wow. So they market themselves to South Carolina. They market themselves to Clemson. If they could get Trevor Lawrence, it would be like the the greatest move. The, 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 the franchise... Fans of that team would be so charged up, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be good for the fan base and would grow them. Even though uh, the main reason they're awful is their defense is terrible. can't stop anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, it's bad. You know, it's funny, Frank. Uh, Now, McCaffrey's out, the high ankle sprain. He said he's going to rush back from the four- to six-week diagnosis. Yeah, they don't want him back. Saquon did the same thing last year. He rushed back, came back in three games, and then he wasn't himself for like another month. After that, yeah, the, the uh, Panthers are the Panthers w- probably don't want him to come back. No, and, and Frank, you know, guess what? Uh, everyone's ready to crucify Dave Gettleman after the you know taking Barkley number two now that he's been hurt the last two years. Uh, Gettleman also took Christian McCaffrey in, in with the eighth pick overall as last year as the Panthers GM. It's like, is he uh, is he gonna get fired over that too? Well, here's one for you Sam Darno sucks. <laughs> Sam Darnold, yeah, he's not uh, he's he's not doing well, but it's not like he's given. I mean, Adam Gase is a disaster, and their personnel's <laughs> awful. He hasn't been given, uh, you know, he he really hasn't been given anything. Uh, uh, there's no team to, 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 to we might be, you might have to deal with uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, in the Meadowlands. Yeah, I really hope not. I don't think the Jets will get the number one pick, but I mean, they are the worst team in the league right now. The, the Jets are brutal. I I mean. The, they just play ugly, an ugly brand of just like no accountability, just like 
just just like everyone just just there's just no cohesion. No. Besides uh, the big ticket, Makai Becton's been their best player. And now they're going to Indianapolis. Yeah, well, they might have a chance. If they're no. going to win a game, it's going to be there. Nah. Not going to win that game. Where do you see them getting their first win? Let's see. Uh, they might split with the Dolphins. Dolphins' defense is awful so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, me... they spent a lot of money on on some defensive free agents this year too, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, don't have a couple. Uh, their next game is winnable. Frank, the Dolphins signed Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, uh, Byron Jones, who's who's hurt and not playing tomorrow night. By the way, they spent a lot. They spent ninety million dollars. Yeah, in free agency. They're, they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get fricasseed by uh, the mustache tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars probably going to win tomorrow night. Jets are going to win their next game. After Indianapolis? Yeah. Who are they playing? Broncos. Broncos, yeah. I mean, without Drew Locke, yeah. There's no way. And it's at the Meadowlands. It's, it's actually Thursday night. Oh, great. <laughs> nice little Thursday night treat of watching the Jets and Broncos. Well, by then the baseball playoffs will be starting. Yep. And unfortunately, we won't have a team to root for. But. You know who I feel sorry for? Who? Oh. The Minnesota fucking Twins. Why? They got a good uh, outing from Kenta Maeda tonight. They got they, they 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 need to try to scramble and get that division. Yeah, imagine if they have to play the Yankees again. That's why I feel sorry for them. Yeah, they'll have no shot. Do you know they've lost sixteen straight playoff games and like thirteen of those losses have come against the Yankees? Yeah, of course, Frank. I've witnessed it. I mean, they need to win the division. The White Sox have been really good this year, though. Frank, um, you know, speaking of week three, of course, it's already starting tomorrow night. Uh, how about you give us your tanks picks of the week? All right. Uh, since we don't have I mean, my princess, what a quitter. I, I, I mean... I mean, first off, he leaves WFEN only to get only to get to start his app. Then he comes back to WFEN. Then he makes the app like ninety nine dollars. <laughs> and then he uh, then he makes the app free, and then he quits completely. Yeah, I no, mean, it did not I, last long. I mean, he he the, 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 yeah. You want to talk about people who who fell on their face at the end of their career? He heard his legacy coming back after the first retirement. Destroyed it. Yeah, there's no secret. All right, uh, let's go. I'm going to do uh, the picks. Uh, and I'll start with Thursday night. I think that this is the, the this would be the correct time, not necessarily to put him in half a game, but at least give him a, a taste of the field, and that's Tua Tonga Viola. And I'm get this. I'm finally starting to say his name right. I watched a nice special about him on uh, FS1. So Tua Tunga Viola, I think he's going to get uh, at least a series or two in. This uh, for the Dolphins. It's not about winning this year. It's about building for the future. Yeah, and by doing that, Frank, they should start developing their 
young quarterback on the field. Yeah. In the game. Yeah, the, the, he doesn't. I, I'm not saying he should start yet, but it's now it's time to start giving him some series. Because it's not about winning, it's about developing. But with the with their defense playing as poorly, uh, and Gardner Minshew just, I don't know, he just tosses the ball up and they end up getting caught. Yeah, he's he's been doing well. So I think the Jaguars win that game 27-21. Frank, how's Eric Flowers been, by the way? He hasn't been as sucky as he used with the Giants, but he's still just <laughs> bad. Making $30 million over three years from them. Unreal. All right. Uh, the game that you're interested in. Giants are a four-and-a-half-point home dog. Now, they're saying Jimmy Garoppolo is a game-time decision, but it's probably – he's on, like, the, the the 30% chance to play. He's a high ankle sprain. There's no yeah. way he's playing. So, I think the Niners are too banged up. I think the Angel – I think the Giants – have played well despite their own two record. They had they've they've had signs. They've not been embarrassed like the other team in the Midlands. They and have think, showed they've showed improvement too. And I think the Giants get to win twenty three twenty. And you know what, Frank, you hit it right on the head there. They need to score more than twenty points. They need to start scoring points if they want to win games. Their defense hasn't been bad. They need to score points on offense. Oh, yeah, and, and I think the Niners' defense is just right now in shambles. In shambles, yeah, it's banged up. Um, Giants also signed Devontae Freeman, who probably won't have that big of a role this week, but they'll have him, Wayne Gallman, and Deion Lewis as their you know their running back committee trio for the rest of the year. Hopefully oh, that, that incredible team in the white and the green. <laughs> they go up, pretty up, up. They go down, down, down. Oh, that incredible team in the white and the green. They go up, pretty up, up. They go down, they down, down, up, down, flying around. Yes, that's right. Your New York paper airplanes. <laughs> Colts are ten and a half point favorites. Biggest spread of the week. Colts twenty seven, Jets nine. <laughs> so the Adam Gaze offense uh, doesn't get off the ground this week. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. The genius. And, and we have some good games this week. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, the Cowboys, after uh, that incredible comeback, ka-ching! Unbelievable. I took a 16 parlay. I took a 16 parlay Sunday morning. And you hit on it because of the onside kick. And the other five teams won easily. Yeah. Except the Cowboys were down 20 points. And we're getting their asses kicks, and I and I and I just like fuck you. Get the, 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 all six teams, and, and and I and I took like uh, I took like the, the Tennessee, Pittsburgh teams that were obviously going to win. Yeah, I took like the easiest games there were. There, there were. I took uh, the Forty ers over the Jets, and then I had the. Uh, the, the the Cowboys just laying an A. Mike McCarthy doing what the fuck coaching decisions. Yeah, going for two. They were down fifteen and they scored a touchdown and he went for two instead of waiting. You you wait until the second touchdown to tie it up to go for two. I mean, just just just. How about going uh, the two fake punts? 
Yeah, that was really dumb. He's dumb. And, and then the the the, uh, the 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 Falcons just have a worse the, coach. The, 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 the Falcons. They have a worse coach, and my fellow Salisbury University alumni Dan Quinn is a horrible head coach in the NFL. The Salisbury stake more like it. Yeah, that's how he coaches. He should have been fired after the Super Bowl, but uh, I I think he might be fired by, by uh, Halloween. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely. I think the Dan Quinn era is is coming to a close. I I mean, that that was such a disastrous just collapse. Poor Matt and Ryan. The, and now the Cowboys have a big game. Uh, and and uh, I think this is a good one. Uh, Cowboys in Seattle against the Seahawks. And I like the I I like this one to be a, a shootout. I think the. Uh, the, uh, the Cowboys are four and a half point dogs. Uh, they might cover and lose. Uh, Seahawks thirty eight, Cowboys thirty four. I like the Cowboys to cover in this game too, and and I, and I think I would take the Seahawks money line. And of course the uh, Falcons, the Bears, uh, the Bears play the Falcons this week. I don't think there's any way the Falcons bounce back. Yeah, I mean the Bears. We're gonna find out if the Bears are they're two and out right now. Are they for real? Um, Mitchell Trubisky was awful in the second half last week, and the Bears, like we said before, were sucking wind against the Giants. Be that as it may, the Falcons are the Falcons, and they just had a demoralizing collapse. And um, you know, it's a winnable game for them, but I don't know. I think the Bears probably win unless they you know run out of gas, which is possible. And now we have good primetime games too. We have Sunday night. Superdome, Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees. And people are starting to push the panic button about Drew Brees. He shuts those people up this week. Saints 31, Packers 20. Okay. I mean, the Packers have looked great so far. Um, and how dumb is this? And I saw this somewhere. The Packers spending their first two picks on Jordan Love and, and A.J. Dillon when they have Jones and Rodgers who have been killing it. They could have put more weapons around them. Yeah. And the Monday night game. Now this might this is a game that I I it's probably one of the best Monday night games I've seen in a decade. Chiefs Ravens. Oh yeah. And uh, the Chief, the Ravens are actually three and a half point favorites, which is like a a good teaser line. It's almost like daring you to take the Chiefs. And I, I think that, I think that, I think this is a game that that might go to, that could be decided by a field goal either way, and I'm taking the uh, Ravens to actually win, thirty to twenty-seven. I think that's smart, Frank. I, I think the Ravens probably pull this one out too, because uh, the Ravens and Chiefs have played each of the last couple of years, and both games were just thrillers. Well, actually, how about I was thinking Justin Tucker right there with a game-winning field goal on Monday night. I'm having visions of it, but on the other side, Harrison Butt Kicker. On the Chiefs, he had a great, great game last week. You could make a point that these are the two best teams in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. They're obviously the class of the AFC, but they're they're the tops, two tops in the NFL. And that's our Monday night game for week three. That's a that's a hell of a game. Yeah, and I have for to re- uh, a Monday night game. I'm gonna have to recap the stupid fucking last Mets game of the season, but I'll be flipping back and forth. Definitely. Well, no, no, the last Mets game is Sunday. Is it Sunday? Yeah. There's no game on Monday for the Mets. 
I hope that you're right, Frank, because... No, season ends Sunday. Well, that would mean that I am done with my recaps for the season then. You're right, Frank. Thank God. I switched. I had Sunday, the Sunday Mets all year, and I switched with someone and, uh, because I covered the NFL also. And uh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's the last game of the season. Thank the Lord. I'm looking forward to that Monday night game then. Uh, well, looking at the NHLs, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, had a big night tonight. And the uh, Heat are once again giving the Celtics just killing them. Yeah. I mean, it's not a blowout, but they're just out physicaling them. That taco, that, what's it called, that, that hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero, Frank, who you just yeah, found t- out. Yeah, Tyler Hero. So the Lightning lost game one to the Stars, but they're up 2 1 now. Yeah, they uh, just, uh, the game three just finished. Yeah, they got some momentum now. Uh, Frank, I don't know what happened, but. You're actually, you seem to be on a hot streak lately with the bets. Look at this, three, three rebounds in a row. This NBA, I don't know if it's just me, but the NBA has been like unwatchable. It's terrible. It's so boring. The games are not, they don't have the same feel of those of playoff games. It does not feel like the Eastern Conference Finals. It's really not the same. I think basketball, basketball is really a sport where you need fans. Because basketball is a game of runs and momentum, and you need you need fans. It's really just like not, especially with the NBA, because they just chuck up shots. They're spot up shooters. They out. They're great athletes, and they blow by everybody. But it's just not. It's not a team sport. I mean, the the, the game's not over, but it's the but uh, this, the Heat are uh, per, uh, truly in command. They'll go up three to one if they win this game. Yeah. Imagine that, LeBron versus the Heat in the finals. By the way, I took the Heat to win game three. Yeah. They lost. Uh, I took the Celtics tonight. They're losing. Every game in which I've taken the Heat to win, they've won. Every game in which I've taken the Heat to... to every game in which i picked the Heat to lose, they won. And every game i picked them to, to win, they've lost. Frank, do you notice how... Uh... Jimmy Butler kind of had a bad rep coming into this season, and it's like now oh. you watch the Sixers fell apart. That was a horrible shot. Sixers fell apart without him, and the Heat now are you know on the verge of the NBA Finals. Well, the uh, the Timberwolves traded a whole bunch of players for him, and he sulked and bitched and moaned about being in Minnesota. I mean, it's Minnesota. Oh my wow. God! What a shot. Was that was that hero? That was hero. He is so good. He is a rookie this year, Frank. I thought so. 33 points. He reminds me of uh, Danny Ainge. He's someone who, uh, yeah, that they, he, when he's on the floor, they say, you know, you got to account for him because he's just such a good shooter. That was insane, that shot. But, yeah, but you look at Danny Ainge, you wouldn't think he was a, a good basketball player. But no, he just I know. made all these play, plays. Uh, I'm mean, you're too young to remember Danny Ainge as a player. I know. Yeah, I, I obviously know he played with Barkley and also played on the Celtics. But this is, uh, and he just make those crazy three point shots and always be diving for the loose balls. Yep, that's right. That's right. Holy shit, Frank. Um, and before... I never heard of him before this 
before this uh, the playoffs. Yeah, because he's a rookie. Um, Frank, before we head into uh, Ask the Tank and wrap up, um, I did want to share something with you that I think you're going to probably laugh at and think is insane. Not that we already weren't anticipating it, but these girls who I went to high school with, um, their father passed away, um, I think back when we were in high school, maybe like eight, nine years ago. And uh, today they posted on social media, this is the first time since their father passed away that they've received a mail-in ballot vote in their dad's name. Gee, what a shot. Like, how fucked up? Like, is there no, no one has any shame that they send a fucking, someone who's been dead for eight years, they send a mail-in ballot home to their family? That's a Democrat party. They've always, the dead, the dead, the dead, the dead is the number one constituency for the Democrats. Zero, absolute zero shame, and it just shows you what's, what's to come. All the fucking deceased members who they're going to be casting votes, votes and this for is, uh, mail-in for Biden. This is what uh, Donald Trump has been talking about with the uh, why you need uh, why we need, why voting sh- now now uh, and and the Democrats just like 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 this well uh, they they show you their hand when they just object to simply photo ID to vote. You have to get a photo ID to get to buy alcohol. To buy tobacco, you need a photo ID to back in the day to sign up for Blockbuster Video. I mean, you need a photo ID now to, to board a plane. By the way, Frank, did you see uh, Bloomberg paid? I think like a ridiculous amount of money so that uh, I think like incarcerated people could vote by mail-in ballot. Yeah, do you know who's joining him? Oh. LeBron. He's LeBron's donating for incarcerated yes. felons yes. to be voting by mail-in. Yes. What a fucking ass. You're not allowed to vote if you're a convicted felon. They're going to... The, 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 the Democrats want to make it so that they even have a voting booth in the, in the prisons. LeBron's a fucking jackass. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Well, just yeah, think... Bl- Bl- Frank, Bloomberg has funded mm-hmm. Biden's whole campaign, which is illegal. And so was that whole side. Biden had no money at the beginning of his campaign, and they funded him. You know Biden's going to be just a total fucking puppet. Well, I'm just looking forward to I hope that the debate happens. I hope Joe Rogan moderates it because I really want to see Trump. Well, uh, Nancy Pelosi says he shouldn't debate. Yeah, of course she says NBC News, one, two, three. They had a pair of town halls with uh, George Snuffleupagus. <laughs> and, they li- and they actually had uh, people surprised. My father died of COVID. How dare you? And then with, with, uh, with, uh, the, when they had the town hall with uh, Joe Biden, they had people of Joe Biden's past. You helped my father. And he was like hugging. It was like, and everyone's crying. And he goes, inspirational. And then they had like a, they had like a girl coming out singing, if you ever known yet, I hear no. And he said that this is neutral, neutrality. Well, well, Frank, neutral. did you hear? And ninety-seven percent of people who watched said that George Stephanopoulos is not a political hack. He's neutral. Well, Frank, now they're looking into uh, Hunter Biden being involved in uh, paying money to Russian sex trafficking. And human trafficking. He probably was. Yeah, I'm sure he was. It was probably prostitution. Hopefully it wasn't human trafficking and uh, 
Well, human trafficking and prostitution do sometimes interact. Yeah. But uh, that's why that's why politicians are so slimy, so evil. Yeah. So disgusting. They're that's gar- the thing. Anyone who thinks that the left is out for their best interest is a fucking gullible. They're, they're, they're dumb. They're dumb. Yeah. All they want is power and, and, and a free ride. Yeah. Definitely. Government doesn't do anyone any good ever. Or the Heat just keep getting these open three-pointers and just booming. I got this, and I don't know if this is accurate, but I just got an email that uh, of an article from this conservative site, and it said at least 10 shot shots fired at police by Louisville Black Lives Matter riots. Oh, yeah, it is. The Breonna Taylor. Yeah, so- they're shooting at the cops because of the Breonna Taylor ruling. <sighs> well, did you see the, uh, the, the uh, there was video of a truck pulling up and handing out the signs. And then, and then they had a CNN, just grassroots signs, people with their homemade signs. And it's very inspirational. It's a peaceful riot. And, and then in the background, you see the smoke and the fire. We're fucked. You know, without an honest, fair media, we're fucked. I think we're fucked either way, the way things are headed. Well, we're fucked either way, but the, the, uh, the, just the, the dishonest media makes things worse. Well, yeah, because, Frank, they can literally shape it into whatever they want. And did, it's like, did you ever see the movie Running Man? Wait, 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 Frank. Did you see the uh, the clock, the climate clock? <sighs> Seven years until apparently it's irreversible. They've been saying that for twenty years. Al Gore said twenty years ago that it was irreversible, and that the uh, cl- the climate it would have uh, was going to implode in twenty thirteen. Yeah. But, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Running Man? No, I haven't. That is a good movie. You should watch it. It was set in the future, and the future has passed a few years by now. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Ah. With, uh, I don't know if you know about Richard Dawson, who he is. No. You ever see the old family feud from the 70s? No, I haven't. All right, he was the game. He was game show host in the seventies uh, and eighties on Family Feud. Ah, uh-huh. talk about things that would not be allowed today. When they had the Family Feud and the families introduced themselves, he would kiss all the women on the lips. Oh my god! Every show. It is so creepy. It's not funny. And so. Um, he was a game show host. He also was an actor. He was in a couple of things. He was in uh, the uh, show, TV show Hogan's Heroes in the 60s. And on the match game at one time in the 70s. So he would host the Family Feud. And then they made the movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he was like a, a psychotic game show host. And what the, uh, the plotted running man is, is Arnold Schwarzenegger escapes prison 
and he uh, has to uh, go through this like labyrinth of like ruins of Los Angeles with these like people who are uh, chasing him that would kill him. And they were like, uh, one of them's like uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, one of them's Jim Brown, one of them has a chainsaw, one of them has like a thing that like shoots electricity at him. Uh-huh. Another one has a flamethrower. Jim Brown has the flamethrower. And uh, so he has to like run around for these people. And he was accused of shooting people from a helicopter, the butcher of Baghdad, of uh, Bakersfield. And he says, and what the beginning is, he is flying the helicopter. He's like a police officer. And they said that uh, there's a, uh, people out there rioting. They, want, they instructed him to shoot people. He says, I am not shooting at people. They're hungry. They're just going out there for food. And then they pulled him out of his seat, beat him up, and shot the people. And then they accused him of being the one that shot at people. And they like, doctored the video to make him look like a bad guy. That's the type of media we have today. Yeah, of course. And you got to watch this movie. Uh, it, it, uh, try to look it up. Uh, 1987, I think it came out. The Running Man. It's one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's better movies. Okay, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Um, Frank, we're just about out of time. Let's just do the uh, quick questions for Ask the Tank. Um, Will says, Frank, pick one for your franchise, Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones. I feel like it's pretty obvious at this point. Oh, I, 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 I take Daniel Jones over Sam Darnold. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty clear. And a lot of Jets fans talk that shit, and they were wrong, clearly. I mean, I like Darnold, and I think he'll be all right. But um, the Jets are, one, they're ruining him. And two, uh, Daniel Jones has shown a lot higher ceiling than Darnold. He's already done a lot more than Donald has in Donald's three-year career. Uh, I, I mean, Adam, Adam Gase, they, they called him the quarterback whisperer. He's a quarterback fucker-upper. Yeah, he is. He's a franchise fucker-upper, too. So. Well, the, uh, Dolphins, the Dolphins are still trying to uh, recover from his uh, tenure. Yeah, definitely. Um, last question of the night before we, uh, you know, before we wrap things up. John Follin says, if the Jets get the number one first pick, do they take Trevor Lawrence or trade down and ride with Marble Man Sam? They trade uh, Marble Man Sam and draft uh, Trevor Lawrence. They're thinking that the Steelers might trade a haul to the Jets for Sam Darnold to replace Big Ben if they're in line to get Trevor Lawrence. That would work. That would yeah. work. I can see that. I can see Sam going to Pittsburgh and being like the next great thing. Now, uh, the, 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 if the Jets are to do that, then they have to fire. They cannot let Gase ever say a single word to Trevor Lawrence. He's got to go. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. The Heat are about to be up three to one. I I just don't understand where the Heat came from in this. Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler. I mean, they weren't that good in the regular season. Well, sometimes it's, well, <laughs> they had four months off, and then they obviously came back uh, strong. I mean, they were, uh, what were they, the fifth seed, the fourth seed? Yeah, they, they were not that high of a seed. I mean, Tyler Hero never heard one word of him in the regular season. Frank, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, do you have any parting music for us before we say goodbye to our listeners? Nah, not today. Not today. All right. 
then uh, thanks for everyone for listening this week, and uh, you can join us again next week. Uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing what goes on with the NFL and the you know the end of the Mets season. And good uh, games this week for the NFL. College best football still sucks. The NBA has been boring. Yep. And the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, are in good shape, and the Mets done. Yankees, uh, Twins, maybe. Uh, gonna be interesting. That that wild card series is gonna be one hell of a crapshoot, and I think there's gonna be at least one or two big upsets in that wild card uh, series next week in baseball, and just total fucking chaos. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening in this week, Frank. It's been a pleasure. All right, see you next time. Click like, subscribe, and see you later. Good for absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.